Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to a bonus episode for Entrepreneur on Fire. I am excited that you are joining us here today because I have my good friend, Michael O'Neill, on the show. We are actually celebrating his 300th episode of Solopreneur Hour, so big congrats to him. And we are also announcing the first ever Pod Mastery event where Michael O'Neill and myself are going to be taking 20 individual podcasters and taking you to the pod mastery level. You are going to become a pod master with one full intensive day with us in San Diego. All the details are at podmastery.com. We'd love for you to check it out. We're really excited about this. Come hang out for a full day with myself, with Michael O'Neill, and 19 other amazing podcasters in San Diego. It's going to be a day you'll never forget forget podmastery.com. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special episode 300 of the Solopreneur Hour. How are you? Uh, I am, this is a, I'm, I'm a fish out of water right now because I am uh, facing east and I'm here uh, at my friend's house who needs no introduction. He's been on episode one. He's been on episode 200 and uh, he's now on, no, I'm sorry, he's been on episode 100 and he's now on episode 300. Mr. John Lee Dumas, I'm at his house right now. I believe he's on the line. Hi, John. Michael, it's great to be here with a fellow broadcaster. Yeah, it sounds exactly like you're in the same room with me almost. <laughs> almost, but not quite. <laughs> um, I need to lay this scenario okay, because fine. it's too funny. Um, we decided we were going to do this, this show. And he says, yeah, just you know, pop on over to um, Kate's office. And then we'll t- I'll just Skype you in. And I'm like, John, we're, we're, in, this, we can talk, we're in the same room. <laughs> like, we can talk and we can have a microphone. But uh, that's not how they do it here at Fire. They, they really stick to the program. And um, they're here. So Studio welcome. 86 does it their way. Studio Fire, we'll call it, <laughs> does it our nice. way. How are you, man? It's good to, good to chat with you again, as always. Good to chat with you, man. We've actually had uh, a little bit of a bromance over the last week uh, when Kate was out of town. You and I spent a lot of time together. We did. We did. And it was very fun. Um, we, we had some good times in uh, downtown San Diego. By the way, do you need to announce, since this is going to be a simulcast show, so we're doing it here on the Solopreneur Hour but for a very special reason, we're also doing it on EO Fire. Do you need to say hello to your audience? I'll say hi to Fire Nation, but I've given an incredible intro before we even kicked off here. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that. I see know. how ninja you are. Ninja. Well, I'm impressed. Anyway, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the state of podcasting. You and I have, uh, well, we've done a little podcasting in our day. You, uh, you have now just passed episode 1,000. So you're probably at what, like a thousand ten now or something? Twenty one. Yep. Wow, twenty one. It's been that. It's been three weeks <laughs> since. Oh, goodness gracious! Now is that recorded or that is like in the can out to the world? Twenty one. I'm recorded past episode one thousand fifty, but to pull it up right now, you're actually you're right. It's one thousand and twelve. Okay. So and tomorrow by tomorrow it'll be one thousand thirteen episodes by the time they hear this because we're recording this on Thursday. And talk to me about a, a little bit about your your journey as a podcaster. So we've talked a lot about about being a solopreneur and sort of the eight and three-fourths steps to becoming a successful solopreneur, and which, by the way, if you don't have those in your hands yet, uh, text SOLO HOUR to 33444, and I will send you the eight and three-fourths steps to becoming a successful solopreneur. But um, talk about... I might have to beep that out on my show just because... You know, wow. <laughs> I see how it is. Just it's all for you, buddy. It's good. You know, you you can have all the spoils. I'm teasing um, no, you. you. Feel feel free. You should definitely uh, <laughs> cater to your Fire Nation. I want Fire Nation to get that goodie. So Fire Nation, text Solo Hour to three three four 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 or four 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 if you're from Boston. Um, <laughs> anyway, so 
I, I, I parallel the, the steps to becoming a successful solopreneur with the steps of becoming a successful podcaster or broadcaster, as I like to say. And that is, we've got to, at, at the very least, we've got to take it seriously from the beginning. So talk about kind of where your brain was now almost three years ago, right? You're very close to three years now. You've yes. Been, you've been doing it. So talk about where your mind was. Um, and I'm very curious how you answer this question because I don't think I've ever asked you this. Um, where your brain was and sort of what your monetization plan was at the very beginning. This would actually be a pretty fun time to, to pipe in Jamie Tardy if we could because she was my mentor and we had some, looking back on it now, some pretty hysterical conversations because monetization was just not a known quantity for podcasters at that time. You know, even Jamie, who was a very successful business podcaster, she was supplementing the vast majority of her income through just one-on-one coaching. Like that was pretty much the answer. Like, oh, if you're hearing my podcast and you like me, like you should hire me. And, and it worked. I mean, I hired her for multiple thousands of dollars per month. I mean, she was making a good living from it. But when I sat down, I said, Jamie, this is all I'm going to be doing is podcasting. What are different ways that we can monetize? And, and we had some really, you know, crazy conversations. You know, she was shooting down a lot of my different ideas. I'm like, well, right off the gate, I mean, won't people want to pay to be on my show? Like, doesn't that make a ton of sense? She's like, <laughs> no, dude, nobody's going to pay to be on your show. Like, you don't even have any listeners. That's, that's never going to happen. And, you know, I just said, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll just launch a mastermind and then we'll have people join the mastermind. She's like, you still, like, you haven't built up any credibility or authority in anything yet. Like, you're not going to be able to do that from day one. She's like, that's something, a goal you can drive to, but that's nothing you're going to have. And, you know, crazy things that we talked about, you know, back then aren't actually so crazy now, Michael, because now that you and I are where we're at with the authority that we have, um, it makes a little more sense. But at the time, I'm like, well, how would I come up with like the first podcast certification? And she's like, but you're going to be certifying them? And like, you're not even podcasting yet. Like, you can't, <laughs> right, you right. can't certify people if you're not podcasting. So it was really like, I kind of look back um, to what the kind of conversations Jamie and I were having monetizing to, you know, basically like Lewis and Clark were saying, like, you know, this is what's going to be west of the Mississippi. Like, nobody knew. Like, we didn't know really how we were going to monetize a podcast back then. And we just had to figure it out. We just had to go west. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is you said something. I don't want to gloss over it. You said podcasting is going to be the only thing I do. So that was a thing that you you already came into it with that, like, I'm starting a podcast. I don't know how I'm going to monetize it or if I am, but here's what I know that the truth is there's not a live seven day a week business slash entrepreneur podcast. And that's all you knew. And you're like, I'm going to do that. The, the smart money would be, hey, I hope that, you know, because there's a gap in the marketplace that people will listen. And from that, you know, uh, uh, from your mouth to God's ears, all of a sudden you are able to monetize it. Like that would be, that would be awesome. But that wasn't necessarily the driving factor. The driving factor was you were listening. There was a gap in the marketplace and you're like, I'm going to fill that gap. And that was kind of probably as far as you, you could go with it because there was no other evidence otherwise. None. There was no evidence. No, that was it. So obviously, you know, the rest is history. Um, you did, you did, you've done fine for yourself. Um, a few months, I guess probably about a year into your launch of Entrepreneur on Fire, and again, feel free to jump in and like take over because it's your show as well. Sure. Um, that uh, you you saw because podcasting was a trend, and because you know a lot of people like John's you know such an awesome podcast guy. I said, "What well, John is is the fastest marketing mind of a dude I know." Like you're able to identify very quickly marketing opportunity. It's it's I think your gift. It's the thing that you're really really good at. And so you said there's a huge group of people that want to learn how to podcast. I'm going to teach them how to do that. And I'll let, I'll let you explain what you did. That's exactly what the reality was is, you know, here I am trying a bunch of things that really frankly aren't sticking. And, you know, some things are doing okay. Like I was doing some one-on-one mentoring. I had launched Fire Nation Elite to the membership mastermind, which we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Like that's nice. been an absolute blast. And then I tried something else and, you know, I called it pod platform and I was just saying, hey, there's people that are out there, speakers, entrepreneurs, small business owners who need to be podcasting and they know they need to be podcasting, but they just don't have the time, the tech know-how, et cetera. I can do all that for them. So I put out this, 
optimized press page. And it just was said at the top pod platform, I'll do everything for you was basically the tagline. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. And all I was saying is, is listen, send me your NP3 and then I will take that. I will edit it. I will add the intro. I will add the outro. I will host it on my own media host. I will submit it to all the directories. You know, I will give you updates of your statistics. All you need to do is sit down, press record and talk into a microphone and I'll do the rest. And I was like, uh oh, like I am going to launch this to the world and I better get ready for like a 50 person organization because I'm right. going to be firestorm. Flooded. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's like that UPS commercial from back in the day when they, they flip the switch and all of a sudden they get all the orders in and they look at each other <laughs> going, how are we going to fill these out? Like that's where your brain was. I've got this. And the exact opposite thing happened. I put it out there to the world and it was literally crickets. Now there is one blessing in here. That one blessing is that one person signed up <laughs> because when that one person signed up and I actually started executing for them, I said, oh my goodness, what a horrible mistake this would have been <laughs> had even two people signed up, let alone 50. Like I, this is going to be out of control. This is so mind numbing. They just emailed me back saying that I forgot to take on an um at minute 24. I'm charging them $197 a month. Are wow. you kidding me? <laughs> like, right. what is this right. business I'm trying to create? So I refunded the money. I scrapped everything. I said, this is not working. I went on a long run right here at Sail Bay, Michael. You know it well. Fire Nation knows it well. And on that run, I said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a more scalable and leverageable way. And that's what turned into Podcasters Paradise. And that's mm. the community that now is over 2,500 members, has done over $3 million in revenue, um, you know, is just rocking and rolling with incredible entrepreneurs, submitting and publishing podcasts pretty much on a daily basis now. It's incredible and exciting to see. You know, we're having a podcast movement conference this coming weekend in Fort Worth. We're gonna have a 200 person get together of paradisers. Like it's insane yeah, that's, that's and it's, it's awesome and it's fun. And it came from that failure. And I look back and say, I went from $197 a month and a PIA of a client one to now over 2,500 members of Paradise, over 3 million in revenue, all because I made a tweak and adjustment and that made all the difference. Uh, I'm actually curious about this part. Where did, where did the Paradise part of Podcasters Paradise come from? Were you inspired by something you saw? I've always been a fan of alliteration. You know, I've always liked the Adam's Apple or, you know, just whatever the AABBCC, like I've always liked alliteration. Oh, yeah. So for me, like I knew I wanted it to be podcasters at first, kind of plural, like yeah. this is our, and then it just kind of was like, you know, what's a, what's a team, you know, where's like a, a place like podcasters try podcasters family. Like, no, let's, what about more like a destination where we can all get together? And of course I'm running in paradise, literally here in San Diego. Right. And it just came to me. I just said, podcasters, paradise. How quickly did you run <laughs> inside your house to get the domain name? Because it's one of the most thrilling things. Because when I came up with the Solopreneur Hour, it was like, first of all, not there, there wasn't a, 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 a traffic jam of people trying to get home so they could go to Google or go to GoDaddy and get the Solopreneur Hour or solopreneurhour.com. It was very unlikely. However, it did not stop my urgency of like <laughs> flying to my house to get that domain name. So did you have the same experience? I was definitely not going to extend my run. And it was more so, it was just, I have to know. And I think that was probably how you were. You just, you had to know if somebody had it or not. It wasn't like, I felt like I was rushing to beat somebody to do it, but I was like, I just want to know sooner than later so I can just like rip off the bandaid instead of like peel it off and, and not know for like another couple hours or something. So that was definitely a great, yes, it's available from GoDaddy. <laughs> so you got, I'm actually curious. I'm not sure if you've ever told this part of the story, no. but you've, you, so you get this domain name and then what do you do? So you're like, all right, I have a thing. It's just floating around, rattling around in my brain. And now I have a domain name. So what's the next thing you do to, to start the process of creating what is now by a country mile, the most successful podcast training uh, destination out there? This is where the brainstorming started. So I sat down with Kate and I said, listen, this is what we did wrong with Pod Platform. These are all the things we did wrong. We don't want to do any of these things. We want to provide 
training via video tutorials. We want to provide a community and I want to be a person that is coming in on a monthly basis and answering questions and then also bringing awesome people in on a monthly basis. Like we've had Tim Ferriss, James Altucher, Ramit Sainte, Michael Hyatt, (laughs) come on and share their expertise. Like I want to bring that to the community. These are the connections that I've made, but we have to set this up where it's super leverageable, super scalable. And everything that we sat down and, and brainstormed had to be just that. And so again, we threw out everything that was going to actually take our time one-on-one and put everything in that was scalable and that was leverageable. And we learned a lot from that pod platform. And then this is the key, Michael, is that we didn't just say, okay, now let's sit down for the next month and create this. I said, oh, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to email our list. We're going to do a special Entrepreneur Fire episode. We're going to announce the pre-launch of Podcasters Paradise. I'm going to say, listen, we're having a webinar this Wednesday. If you show up, I'm going to explain to you what Podcasters Paradise is and why you should become an early bird member. We had about 100 people show up for that webinar. I explained to them exactly what it was going to be. I said, this will not be open for 45 days, but when it's open in 45 days, it'll be $497. If you join today, it'll be $197. You'll be a lifetime member. You'll be an early bird. You'll be part of the building process and you'll be a founding member. And this will be the lowest we're ever going to offer it. And oh, by the way, if I don't get to $5,000 on this webinar, and I said that on the webinar, if I don't get $5,000 in sales, Every single person is going to get their money back, and I'm not going to do this. It was kind of like a Kickstarter. You know how Kickstarter is like, if we don't hit our goal? Yeah. And that's, by the way, half the webinar. If you only had 100 people on, you needed half of them to buy. No, not quite. Um, close, because I got 35 people to buy, which was $7,000. Oh, okay. see, me yeah, and Matt, it was, it, was two, it was $200 per person. 35 people bought. That ended up being $7,000. Okay. At that price, when I said, okay, you know, we cleared 5K. Now we're going to do this. And- right. We put our nose to the grindstone for the next 45 days. There was no content for those 35 people. There were updates and we asked them surveys and questions and we got great feedback. And then we opened the door on October 31st, 2013 at 497. One thing I I, uh, recall, because I remember we hung out, um, that might have been really close to when we first hung out. Super close. Because I remember you like going, I have to get back. And you were cranking on Podcasters Paradise videos. Like that's what you were doing. Just cranking content, content, content. One thing I, I, I remember thinking how clever you were was not every piece of content you launched with was from you. Like you had a full WordPress um, video series that was somebody else's. I don't know. I white labeled it. If it's still in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. You, and, and I thought, well, that's, now that's a smart idea. You, that way you can promise like, you know, 80 videos or whatever. Exactly. And 20 of them are somebody else's, but it still works great. Like you've, it's, by the way, content that you would have delivered, but somebody already did it. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. And it's a great way. There's definitely some professionals out there who have done amazing videos and they want you to white label them. That's their business. They say, if, if you want, like, pay X number of dollars and you can white label these videos. And white labeling just means, hey, they are yours to use as you want. I loved that. I, th- I just thought it was a really clever idea and, and something that I, I don't think that um, like a, a solopreneur would, would instantly think of. They would be like, oh, I have to create this, 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 this versus, look, if this is a task where you're like, you know, you've got to teach someone, you know, uh, Adobe Audition or something chances are there's probably a little tutorial set of videos out there that you could white label and put into your you know program. And I still even send people to lynda.com today. I'm like, listen, sure. 25 bucks, like go to lynda.com. There's amazing tutorials on Audition. That's how I learned. Like go check them out. And so the, and that's what I think is great. So, and by the way, you weren't lying. So you went from uh, 197 for the early adopters. You got 35 people in there. You then launched with $500, and you recall like what your first 497 day was like? Yeah, we did 50 sales. We brought in 25K that day. So 25K right out of the gate. Yeah, so now, day one. Now you're at $33,000. Yes. And you've really only done two webinars. For most people, that's like, okay, that's a giant win right away. And then you start this thing, and then... Do you start getting some feedback from podcast paradisers and start to move because of that feedback? Is that the next phase? Absolutely. So we were always soliciting feedback. You know, one of the biggest things I will say at first is we were so frustrated because 
no matter how hard we were trying, the actual um, community forum within Podcasters Paradise was dead. And I mean, we busted our butt. Like we would put pre-populated questions, you know, from us, like we weren't trying to hide anything, but we were doing pre-populated questions. We were like really encouraging people to get in there and talk. And other people were trying too, but it just was a ghost town. And we were like, what is going wrong here? And then, you know, we actually kind of sat down and thought about it. And we said, man, you know, the reality is this, somebody logs into paradise, then they go to the forum, then they find the thread, then they ask a question and, you know, then they go about their day. And then maybe they remember, you know, a couple hours later, okay, let me log into Paradise, let me go to the forum, let me find the thread. Oh, my answer is not, my question hasn't been answered yet. It only takes one or two of those times for people to be like, oh my God, like I can't go through this much work to, to be disappointed again. And so we were like, man, this, this has to work because we have to have a community aspect to this and it can't be all Kate and I. And that's when I had this another aha moment that has just been brilliant since. And it's actually become the standard since, but at the time, nobody was doing it. And we're like, you know, we're going to make this a Facebook group. It's going to be a private Facebook group. But guess what now? Every time somebody answers a thread, they're going to get a notification on Facebook. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be so much more just manageable and doable. And we really thought it was going to be a lot more interaction within. And it was night and day from day one. As soon as we shut down the forum and opened up the private Facebook group, it was like people couldn't stop talking. It was insane. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible because it's, you're also, again, leveraging the infrastructure of another known entity. And if you think about it, forums as a, as a, a, a web presence are kind of dead. Like the only place I ever go to forums anymore is because I have car stuff. And there's like car guys on forums. But even those, I'm starting to see Facebook groups starting to form because people are going, this is so clunky compared to what we have today in terms of notifications and you know ability to upload pictures and multiple pictures and things like that. Whereas the, the forum is, is fairly antiquated. This, you know, obviously Facebook and social media probably isn't going anywhere for a minute. So you can, you can leverage that and uh, leverage all the technology that a lot of nerds in Silicon Valley are working on right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so so you launch that. You then scale uh, price wise. Like you start, you list, you get feedback. You change the thing into a Facebook group, um, and you start raising the price. And uh, from what I know, when I raise price on Solo Lab, uh, I want SoloLab.com. <laughs> the the day that you are going to raise that price, even if it's like twenty dollars, you get a burst of people that are like, "Oh my gosh, I this is the only chance I have." to get it at this rate, and then I have to buy it before they raise the prices. If there's one word that I can use here that I think is the most important word for anybody as an entrepreneur that's in sales, that's in marketing, anything at all, that word is scarcity. There has to be scarcity. And scarcity means, hey, there's only limited time left before this price raises. Hey, there's only limited spots left before this program closes. Hey, there's only X, Y, or Z. And it's all about the scarcity. Scarcity is key for everything that we do. And, you know, this is again, just being fully transparent. We had that great launch for Podcasters Paradise, you know, with the 25 uh, people signing up, uh, sorry, 50 people signing up at $500 on that first day for 25 grand. That was an amazing day. Then things started kind of plateauing out. And I was like, man, how am I going to keep the momentum for paradise going? Because I know there's a lot of people on the edge. They're just waiting because, you know, why not? You know, they might not be ready to launch a podcast tomorrow. So they're probably going to wait until they're ready to launch a podcast before jumping into paradise. So why not continue to up the ante? Why not continue to bring and build scarcity into the game? And that, Michael, is when I went on what is now, I have to say, is just... An, insa- tear. an insane tear into live webinars. We did 60 live webinars for Podcasters Paradise in 2014 because on live webinars, we can and we did bring scarcity every single time. Wow. And, and that started this process where it was cool to make like, you know, 30 grand or whatever, but all of a sudden you're making like a hundred grand for these <laughs> things because you started raising the price on people. What's, what's, what's the current price of Podcasters Paradise? 1297. 1297. So you're $1,100 more expensive than you were at the beginning. And that's because, and, and I can say from also running a group, there's a, there's a, uh, 
you want to scale it because you want a lot of people to participate, but there's also a way that you can scale to be too big. And you can't, like physically, you can't give enough attention to everybody that's in. You know what I mean? Like it almost feels like you're not, and, and that could be an infrastructure issue, but you kind of grow and then you scale and then you fix and then you grow and then you scale and you fix to, to sort of expand that balloon versus I'm going to start off and I'll be able to do like 5,000 people. It's going to be great. And all of a sudden, everyone who's in the group doesn't feel like they're being catered to at all. You know what I mean? Our team, our infrastructure has grown with Paradise. It's really been nice because of that. So I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. And the fact that we're very consistently adding, you know, somewhere around 150 to upwards of 300 people per month into Paradise, but it's never a lot more and it's never a lot less. We've been able to grow the team along with that. So everybody within really feels like they're still part of this cozy family. And this brings us to uh, for me, a lot of what we want to talk about today, yeah. which is you've now 2,500 people, right, that have seen your success in podcasting and they've, they've been given a promise of, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you create, grow, and monetize a podcast, which is totally fair because you have had this amazing track record and you say, look, Here's the exact plan that I followed. These are the best practices. Here's the gear you want to get. Here's the kind of thing you want to do to market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so now we've got, I, you just said something the other day, there's, there's literally like, well, like 100 a day or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts coming out every single day. Yes, I mean, every day. It's, it's awesome to see. And, and at the same time, a little, little nerve-wracking. A little nerve-wracking. So we get this group of people. And they have a microphone and they have a passion and they've found their avatar and they start talking to a mic and we, we look at them six months down the road and a, we've got a few different scenarios that play out. Number one, they haven't recorded a show in three months. That I would say is the most common. I think people maybe underestimate the amount of work it is to, um, to have a podcast. Number two, they don't get out of the gates at all. Like they, they join Paradise, they have some good ideas. And or this, they don't even have to be Paradise members, but they they want to launch a podcast. They have good ideas. They get somewhat along the road and go, you know, maybe uh, maybe this isn't for me after all. It's too much work. And then third, they launch and everything seems to be okay. Seems like a good idea. They've 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 done a, a lot of the work required to get the thing launched, and 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 they're new and noteworthy. But they're six months down the road, and they are they're getting forty seven downloads a day. So what's the problem, right? Um, I'm curious from your standpoint, because you've now seen literally, literally in your words, <laughs> thousands of these things launch. And I'm curious about sort of how you take people's, the end result, the, the success rate and how much, you know, um, how much is on them, how much is on the industry, how much is pure luck, that kind of thing. So one interesting stat I do want to share um, before we do dive into that is Rob Walsh of Libsyn shares the stats. And, you know, this is a guy, they, ho they host like 20,000 podcasts or something. So they have some real statistics. But the average podcast episode gets less than 200 listens. So, you know, that's one thing to think about is, you know, a lot of people jump into this saying, I'm going to get thousands and thousands of listeners and get a, you know, I'm going to get massive sponsors. And I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z. But, you know, the reality does look different where the average podcast that's out there right now is getting less than 200 listens per episode. So if you're listening to that and you're there, like, don't despair. You're average. And there's a lot of room for, you know, just, you know, a lot of room for improvement. But, but I want to clarify something real quick. Okay. You're saying 200 listens, like one single episode over the course of six weeks. 200 listens. It would have 200 listens. Yes. Not a day. Like you're talking about like, Total. I launch a show June 1st by July 15th. That one show has less than two. In fact, from what I heard, it was 100, what is it, 134 or something like that, but maybe it's grown since then. No, I think, I think that was the exact number. I just know that it was less than 200. So you're somewhere between 100 and 200 listens at the end of the six weeks, which is really when the marker is, when the, you know, the, the listens start to dry up. So that's the reality. You're getting, you're getting more. Like if you, if you actually have done more than that, you're above average. You're above the median number. And that's a great place to be. But that's not right. the place that most people are. So there's a lot of things that we've seen trend-wise that the successful podcasters are doing 
as opposed to what the unsuccessful podcasters are not doing. So what do you kind of want to jump into first? I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could take this. I want to actually ask you something that's a a bit of a non sequitur, but hey, welcome to the Solopreneur Hour. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What is your opinion? I'm curious about this. Of the uh, Entrepreneur on Fire clones that are rampant in the podcaster world. Well, I do actually have an opinion on that. And I'm glad. This is what I feel. Number one, we are all standing upon the shoulders of giants. You, Michael O'Neill, have studied Howard Stern, Larry King, and you've implemented some of their great techniques into what you're doing. I've studied other people as well and have implemented their techniques. And there's no doubt that people have studied my podcast and, you know, in depth, both the formats, the flow, um, the name on fire and have taken a lot of those things and tried to replicate them. And the, the problem is, is that where both you and I have successfully taken what we've learned and implemented them within our own personalities and with our own shows. There's a voice there. There's a voice that we've been able to have come out of what we've learned. Some people just haven't got there. And, and I, I want to use the word yet, and I hope that they are moving towards that direction, but some of them don't even seem to be. So what I really want to stress here is, you know, the, the clone shows that are out there, like I am of a mindset of abundance, like I wish them the best, but I do want to just, you know, put out this forewarning is that if you are going to succeed as a podcaster, you need to have your UVD down pat. And this is actually an acronym, Michael, that I'm still kind of testing out. I love it personally. But I always hated the USP, unique selling proposition, because I don't like the Mm. word selling and proposition. So for me, UVD is unique value distinguisher. Like, do you have that as a podcaster? And the reality is, is that I did from day one because I was doing a seven day a week show. I was doing a very formatted show that was unique in and of itself. And throughout the first 25 to 50 plus episodes, my voice started to emerge from you know the ashes, so to speak, kind of rising like the phoenix, where a lot of people are still, you know, seem to be stuck on that same train and they just can't kind of reach in themselves and say, hey, what's unique about my show? What is valuable and what is distinguishing me from the other podcasts that are out there? So to kind of close in on a sequitur and kind of hand it back to you, because I love your feedback too, is... Yes, they're out there. Um, I hope they're improving and I hope that they're looking within themselves to grow their own show. Um, but I got nothing but love for podcasters. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, the, the, I think people confuse voice with duplication, meaning like the, the, maybe they'll look at you and they'll go, well, I did everything he did. How come I didn't have the same results? That's a great question. What? Right, and so you go. Well, okay, well, let's break that down for a second. I and and I will. I, I've said this a, a number of times, whether you're present or not present. Uh, I've said <laughs> John is a John is a freak. He's a savant at a many things that happen to work in, into kind of a perfect storm um, with with this podcast because you came from already. You had a great, great, great mind for finance, um, but you also had military discipline, and you also have this this sort of freakish marketing mind. So you put all those three things together and you've got this, um, you're like, you're the first guy to say, dude, episode one through what? One through a hundred was maybe not your best work. No, God, no. Right. But, but you can't take those three things away. And ultimately the, the core of those three items, like were the essence of how you found your voice. And once you did, that was your unique uh, value, right? That was what you did. That was your unique value uh, delivery. Distinguisher. Distinguisher. So the, when, when someone, and you know I've been interviewed a bunch of time on other people's shows. When someone goes, all right, now it's time for the lightning round or the thunderbolt round or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I've seen this movie. You know, like I've seen it and this wasn't the first time. And, and so you just go, man, they, they missed the part of they got the part where they did a formatted show and it's 24 minutes long and they've got some fiery metaphor at the end but they missed the part where what about all the experience that they they walked in with and they had the opportunity to leverage but then they didn't because they saw somebody else leverage their experience and they're going I'm going to leverage that guy's experience too but it's not the same when you don't have it 
So that's the, I, for me, that's the kind of the frustrating part of the whole thing. Maybe it's the wrong word. Wrong. I'm not, I shouldn't say frustrating, but it's, I'm frustrated for them. Not, I'm not frustrated looking at them and going, oh God, I can't believe you did that. I'm frustrated as a, a guy who, you know, does some coaching and does, and like wants the best for people. And I want, I, you kind of want to shake them and go, dude, that's not your gig. Your gig, you came from this, this, and this. And that's the, those are the things that you need to leverage when you're on your show. You don't need to try to step into somebody else's personality type because that's not going to work. And there is one more word that I would like to throw in there atop of the three that you used. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, there was luck involved with what I did. I mean, the timing was great. There was yeah. luck involved with a number of factors that, you know, we're not going to get into, but, you know, they were there. And let's be honest. I mean, with you being at the head of the charge for the word solopreneur, you know, which is now picking up all the steam. I mean, there's some luck involved there. I mean, you had that aha moment. You could have easily not, but you did. For sure. And now you're that guy and like you're ahead of that curve. I mean, and you're dominating the Google search results for solopreneur and you likely will for the foreseeable future. And, and that's where it's at. So what I think we should really talk about is now what can we, you and I do, people who have had experience, you know, me who's going to have a second straight seven figure year via podcasting, you who are into the multiple six figures, you know, already here in 2015, like what are we going to, to, to step up and do for podcasters out there that maybe want our help. You and I have had these discussions on a number of occasions, sometimes over drinks, sometimes in a more formal setting. It's like, you want, we, we love podcasting. Like I truly, when, when you said that earlier, you said, oh, that's all I'm doing. Like I'm going to be a podcaster. That's how I was. <laughs> As, at the minute I launched my show, if someone says, what do you do? I was like, I'm a podcaster. That would be the first thing I would say is that's what I do. And I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm doing this thing and this thing and this thing. And oh, I also have a podcast. So I love the industry enough that when I see someone that has opportunity to improve on their delivery, whether it's like their actual show delivery or how their show sounds or how it's um, received by their audience, like I immediately want to help them partially because I'm, I'm, I just like to help people, uh, which is uh, very cliche. But the other part, which is way more selfish, which is I make my living with podcasting. And if someone decides to, to flip from NPR to their podcast and it sounds like crap and they don't know how to interview someone and it sounds generic, they're going to go, oh, this is what podcasting is? No, thanks. And that means one more listener isn't going to find my podcast and I treat my listeners like gold because when someone loves your show for the first time, and I'm sure you've heard this many, many times, they binge on it. They'd be like, oh my God, I listened, like someone said, I listened to nine episodes from between uh, Vegas and Portland when I was at WDS the other day. So that means that's nine downloads for that one person. So I look at that person and go, that's amazing. First of all, I'm sorry you had to hear my voice that long, but <laughs> thank you for the, thank you for, you know, that multiple. So I look at every person as like this, every person could be worth 300 downloads to me right now. Every person to you could be worth 1,013 downloads if they binge on it. So it's very important that we try to cater to every one of those people. And even if one person gets turned off because of someone's show, that means the rest of us can sort of lose out. So you and I have talked multiple occasions. How can we help people who want to do this? When they, when they flipped their mic on, they wanted to be podcasters. This wasn't like an arm of their marketing plan, but they want to be a podcaster. How can we help them? And that's where this idea started. And the idea is it's not enough to be a podcaster. I don't think it is because anybody can – I can pick up a phone right now and be a podcaster. However, to be a podmaster – requires a different and dedicated <laughs> set of skills. And you can't see this, but I just swished as I said that. <laughs> I just did the swish sign from 30 feet out. If you were playing whoosh. NBA jams, they would say you are on I would fire. Have, I would have just crushed that particular <laughs> thing. So let's talk about becoming a podmaster in a day at what could be, what I should say could, I should say what will be the industry standard for people taking their podcast from a hobby to a profession. So I want to hear your side first of that, and then we will formally announce what we're going to do for them. I look back 
on my journey, and I point to a couple specific things that changed everything with Entrepreneur on Fire. And every one of those things had to do with actually sitting down in the same room with somebody who knew more than me and who was willing to take my exact situation and just drop knowledge bombs of their experience on that over and over again until I actually had something that was worth something. Because when Entrepreneur on Fire, the idea was hashed, it was just it was just a puddle of clay. You know, I had to mold this into a statue and I couldn't do it alone because I had never done anything like that before. But because I knew people that had and I was willing to invest not only the money but the time to make that happen, that's what turned Entrepreneur on Fire into a seven-figure and a year business. So it, it was the game changer for me. And that's why when we've sat down in the past month and we've talked about things that we've had successes in, things that we've had failures in, and the current state of the podcasting industry, we keep coming back to, man, there are so many people out there that are so close. They're right there. They're on the precipice of becoming a pod master, but they're just doing these things wrong. If they could just tweak a couple things, it would kind of like line up the jigsaw puzzle, so to speak, and just lock in and they'd be off to the races. And it's so hard for us to see because, again, there's so many people, some of you are hearing our voices right now who are so close, like you are right there, but you just need a little guidance from people who have been there, who have done that, and that's what I think this is going to become. And that's what I'm excited about and why we're having this bonus episode for Entrepreneur on Fire and episode 300 for Solopreneur Hour because we are announcing something pretty special, Michael. We're announcing something we've been talking about since last summer um, without without being... too homoerotic. We were in a hot tub uh, discussing this <laughs> while we were at Craig Hickman's wedding. And, and we were kind of like, man, you know, it's w- like, w- we're not like some great, we're not some like absurd, like superhuman people. We just happen to have, we happen to either possess a certain skill set or we learned a certain skill set that has helped us with this business. And and, and again, I say business. This is a real business. Like you're creating something that you want people to commit to, in your case, on a day-to-day basis. And then in my case, three, at least three times a week, um, unless they're filling in other episodes, which they do, right? <laughs> they listen five days a week, seven days a week, because I have old shows, right? So we think that we've <laughs> identified six key areas where people's shows maybe haven't gone the way they should have. And um, I'm going to go through those. I have them right in front of me now. So if you don't mind, John, I'll, I'll just lay them out. Number one, uh, and we can talk about them a little bit, each one. So number one is show strategy. Like what was the original premise for your show? My premise was, let me do these deep dive interviews where you've already heard Pat Flynn's story of getting fired from his architecture job. But let me hear a little more about like, how does Pat Flynn manage his life? And what does his wife think about how he does his business? And did you know he was a great dancer? And do you know that he has a fashion sense? Like, let me learn more about Pat Flynn. Um, and so I said, that's what my show is going to be. You said, I'm going to go seven days a week. I'm going to talk to entrepreneurs that will inspire people every single day. I'm going to get their favorite book, their favorite quote. I'm going to keep it regimented so people that listen to the show know exactly what they're going to get every single day. And I'm going to create a tribe of passionate people. Those were two show strategies that, by the way, diametrically opposed. But guess what? Both worked because we found a, we found a sweet spot in the, in the, in the space. So I'm, I'm first, that's the first thing we're going to uh, talk about. Your thoughts, Mr. Dumas. Show strategy, that's where it all begins. I know for me, if I didn't have the, social, the show strategy going in, I never would have had the momentum initially and I never would have been able to build to what I have right now. So show strategy is so critical on every level and that's really one of the many areas that Michael O'Neill and myself do excel. And so part of the pod mastery, so to speak, is sitting down and making sure that your show strategy is exactly where it needs to be. Lean it out, cut out the fat, dial into your 20%, get rid of the 80% that you're wasting your time on right now, get down to the meat and potatoes and make things happen. That's the show strategy. Now, number two, Michael, this is something that I know that you're the master in. I was sitting in the audience at Creative Live watching you present 
on brands. Brand is an area that you've always just gotten. Like it's been part of your DNA and you've actually been actively using it for the last 10 years. You've been a brand guy in a number of different capacities for different shows, for different products, for different services. So talk to us a little bit about brand strategy. You know, after we've sat people down and we've really, you know, got got through the show strategy stuff and cut out all that mess, then we move into brand. What does that mean to you? Well, you are obviously one of the number one advocates for creating a great avatar, um, which is that that hyper targeted audience member that not only loves your show but is the most passionate about listening to your show and is the like the ones that always reply to the emails, the ones that always join you on the webinars, the ones that when you have a new product, they're the first ones with their credit card. That's your ultimate avatar. Telling That's their the friends really, about you. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and so the thing with brand, um, which is not a logo, it's, a, it's a, an idea, it's a promise you're giving your audience. People confuse it way too often with, yeah, well, I got a website and I have my logo done now. And you go, wait a second. Um, what if I could show you on your website and on your logo that people don't really understand what you do? They don't understand what this show is about. I can look on iTunes now and see 300 little tiny squares, and not only does yours not jump out, but if I did happen to click on it, I wouldn't know what I was getting. Like I would have no idea. So that that's a brand strategy. So you have to make sure that that is really, really dialed in because when it is, the majority of the heavy lifting is done from a marketing standpoint, because when you have that brand really dialed in, it's really easy to create launch pages, emails, because you have a voice. You have a very specific, not only uh, person you're talking to, but thing you're talking about and how you're going to approach them. And that to me is what, what brand is. Very few get it right in the podcast world. So we're going to work on their brand. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about and I guess I should just let the cat out of the bag, John. I'm yeah, going let's to do, do that it. Now. Let's do it. Um, John and I are going to do a one-day podcast mastermind called Pod Mastery. It's going to be here in San Diego. It's going to be September 6th, 2015. It's going to be a full day of working with John and I. There's only 20 people invited and these 20 people are the ones that want to build podcasting as their real business. This is what they want to do. So John and I are going to help them with these six topics in addition to all of the other nuance that you don't get when you just watch a webinar and you know read a, an email sales letter. You're going to get the the ability to just sit there and go, wait, what about this though? And how does this connect together? And that's the beauty of working together um, in a one-on-one situation. So that's September 5th and 6th. It's called Pod Mastery. And for the early birds that don't even want to listen to the rest of this show, you can go to podmastery.com to get your ticket for this event. Um, it's on September 6th, like I said. Um, and then John, I want you to talk about the importance of launch strategy. Because some people like just they'll be like, yeah, I kind of recorded a show and then I just put it on iTunes. And I say, when did you do that? Well, I did it two months ago. And I'm like, do you have any other shows or just that one? And they go, yeah, just that one. So now I really want to launch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for real now. And I go, oh, okay, we got a bit of a problem now. Mm-hmm. So talk about how important the launch strategy is, John. Picture launching a blog and just saying, you know what? I want to rank for the keywords entrepreneur, small business owner, passive income, and Google being like, oh, well, you know what? Since you're new, we're actually going to put you on the front page of Google for those search results for the first eight weeks. So have a great time. Best of luck. You'd be like, wait, what? Well, hello, that is podcasting. Specifically, that is iTunes new and noteworthy. Nothing is like it in the industry, period. Any medium, nothing. YouTube, blogging, forget about it. Nothing exists like this. But when you launch your podcast, and if you follow the right launch strategy, your podcast will be featured for up to 56 days in what's called the new and noteworthy section, which are the first two rows in every single category. So if your business, if your health, if your sports, if your spirituality, whatever your category is, for 56 days, if you launch with the right strategy, which you will, by the way, if you come to podmastery.com, 
you will be featured in the top two rows above all the other podcasts, above my podcast, above Tim Ferriss's podcast, above everybody else's podcast because we're in the What's Hot section, which is below, new and noteworthy. You'll have eight weeks of this golden opportunity. We do not want you to squander these eight weeks. We want to make sure that you crush it. I can tell you right now, Michael, I did the new and noteworthy right because I had the mentor that was teaching me how to do it. I was number one in iTunes New and Noteworthy for almost the entire eight weeks, and that built the foundation of what is now Fire Nation. I did the exact same thing. I was one, two, or three in business. I didn't want to be the number one in the subcategory of management marketing. I wanted to be in business, one, two, or three. And to be, to be clear, this isn't just about getting on New and Noteworthy. It's about, well, how many shows should I have recorded ahead of time? How many guests, like how should I stagger my guests? If I have a big guest push, um, how should I separate them on the shows? Will I get those guests to you know, promote the show for me? What are the techniques to have them do that that happen even before you launch the show? Those are the kind of little secret tricks that we like to talk about that if you, if you do them correctly – they can completely help you launch, stay number one, like pinned to number one in your category. And like you will, you will get downloads and listeners that will forever, they will, they will be loyal fans forever if you do this right. And that's what the launch strategy is. So, John, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a favor from you, John. I'm going to need you to read the next three as my <laughs> monitor has gone uh, away in front of me. So let's talk about the fourth thing we're going to work on in this live one day event, September 6th here in San Diego. Gear selection and use. Now, a lot of people stress out about warm this. fuzzies. Yeah. Michael O'Neill gets warm fuzzies. Inside. I get a little nervous. Um, most people <laughs> get even more nervous because they let gear and they let the use of it and the selection freak them out. And a lot of people, it's the reason why they never start because of the gear. They think it's too much. They're never going to be tech people. Well, this is where Michael O'Neill shines. So Michael O'Neill, take it away. Yeah, they think it's so complicated. It's like, oh God, there's wires and things. <laughs> and that it can feel that way to some people. It really can. It's, it's, it's really interesting that um, those kinds of things like, you know, uh, 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 you know I'm, I can't change my oil. It's, you know, literally looking at one plug to pull from underneath your engine and it goes. And you do it for someone and they go, wow, you're brilliant. I can't believe you know how to change your own oil. And you go, well, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, little old me, you know, here's kind of the same thing. There's so many different uh, versions. There's all these nuances to like what plug into what and what do I plug into? We're going to take away all of those myths. And the goal is no matter what gear you use, we're going to recommend a few things that we think that when someone switches over from NPR or Howard Stern or morning radio and they flip over to your podcast, you're, they're going to hear the exact same quality coming from your podcast that they do on all of those other formats. And we'll just leave it at that. That's all we're trying to do is get you to sound like you've got a professional setup. And that includes literally how, or literally how to use a microphone, like where to put your mouth on the mic so that you have you know, bass and mid-range in your voice and how to position it and what kind of mics to choose. We were just talking about condenser versus um, uh, uh, no, dynamic. Dynamic, sorry. And, and what those things do and what they sound like and, and just having just an overview of what gear works and what doesn't. We're not going to dig super deep into gear, but we're going to make sure that everybody has their gear questions answered, whether we do it on-site, on-premise, or I work with them one-on-one their gear is going to be sorted out. Cool, right? Yeah, I love it. Nailed it. Let's talk about number five and six. So number five is something that I actually personally love. And I want to kind of give a quick backstory um, about this before we even really launch into it. But a lot of people are familiar with Amy Porterfield. She worked for Tony Robbins and she came out and really established herself as the Facebook queen and did a lot of awesome stuff with that for a very long time and still does, to be honest with you. But she very strategically, a couple of years ago, started shifting her business because she saw the writing on the wall that Facebook was a scary place to host your business hopes and dreams. And sure enough, 
not too long ago, Facebook came out and before when you were really hitting a majority of your audience when you posted something, now you're hitting two, three, four percent, basically nothing. And people were crushed by this. There were businesses, multi-million dollar businesses that overnight went to like a couple hundred bucks a month because everything was gone. Their exposure was gone. They had built everything on that. And Amy Porterfield said, I knew this was coming. This is why you need to have a mailing list. This is why you need to be driving people back to your headquarters, your website, where you are able to get their email, continue the conversation, and reach out to them when you want to with great opportunities, with great value, etc. So number five is mailing list, and specifically within that, lead magnet. Because I've built my list now, to well over 50,000 when you combine everything, which is our main emailing list, our free podcast course list, our free webinar course list. You combine all those together. I can send an email out right now to over 50,000 people to tell them about a thing and or just to drop some value bombs or to share with them a story. That is absolutely massive. It's huge. And it's made me hundreds of thousands of dollars in 2015 alone. So we're going to focus on the mailing list and how that needs to be an integral part of your podcasting strategy. And Mike, why don't you talk a little bit about lead digits, something that you dropped earlier on in this episode? I did actually. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the one of the concepts I talk about is integration, and and that is a perfect example of integration. It's part of being a professional broadcaster or a podmaster in this case, which is you have to know your. You have to know your properties. You have to know your websites and you have to know, you know, um, any affiliate links you have and then the ease of integration into the show so that it's naturally delivered. And that, in that case, I talked about a free guide that I put together called the eight and three fourths steps to becoming a successful solopreneur and how easy it is to get it just by texting the word solo hour to three, three, four, four, four. So now, you know, if someone's walking around with their phone, they can just send that text message. It'll ask them for their email address and then it'll deliver it instantly into their inbox. And now that's a way for me to deliver good content to them. It's something I worked on. I put together and I think it provides value. And now I have their um, name on my emailing list. So if in the future I decide to market something or if I want to just give them a tip or something like that, I can do that. And that's just a, a way to combine your expertise, which is this, again, great marketing, great funnel with integration, which is the, the professional side of becoming a good podcaster or in our case, a pod master. <laughs> pod mastery. That's right. Number six, and we are not saving the best for last because these have all been equally important, equally amazing, but this is an area that I also love to dabble in. It's your sales funnel. It's your email strategy. This is post getting people on your mailing list. This is post having people sign up for that lead magnet. Now, what are you going to do with that to nurture people along, to continue the conversation, to put the right things in front of them, to add value, to become that person that they know, like, and trust, that authority figure with credibility so that when you say, hey, there's a great webinar coming up with Davis Seitman Garland on Create Awesome Online Courses, I would love if you guys joined the two of us we can make that happen. Well, guess what? I did that to my email list. We had 1,800 people sign up. We had 900 people show up. We had 164 people purchase on that actual live webinar. And David and I split $200,000 in revenue as 50% JVs. That's mm. the power of growing an email list, my friends. You can do joint ventures. You can do single partnerships. You can actually just talk to your own community and whatever topics you want to talk about. There's so much value in the list, but you need a funnel behind it. You need an email strategy. I just gave you one that worked really well, and Michael's going to talk about another one. <laughs> this Well, this whole thing, the point of this is that we've got, this is soup to nuts. So I, you realize that, that just having a podcast is only a fraction of what makes you a pod master or makes you to have a, a true six-figure business out of podcasting. There's all of these other little pieces that are required. And if you put them all together, that's when you can actually grow a real business. And we're so passionate about this. That's why we're we decided to do this thing. It's it's a it's just a master class. It's a master class of people that are trying to take this thing to the next level. And to be fair, I I think we're undervaluing it. I mean, you listen to what um you know you just said about Podcasters Paradise. You launched it and it was two hundred bucks, then you went for five hundred. 
we're doing this one day course. Um, it's not a course. It's a workshop. It's a mastermind. It's a intensive. You know, it's an intensive, if you will. Um, we're doing this for a thousand bucks. So, and and if if it goes the way we think it will, that's going to be the best value um, <laughs> that anybody's gotten in 2015 because we think we're going to give this killer killer results from every single body that shows up. And by the way, there's only 20 available. That's it. So it's it. It's a thousand bucks. We're going to cover all the topics we just covered. It's on September 6th. And we're pretty passionate about this. And, and, you know, it's not, put it this way, you know, to be real, it's not like John needs the cash, right? You're all set for a minute. So it, it's like, um, and, and honestly, my bills are pretty well paid too. So let's, you know, let's be honest. Um, but it is something that we think will be a great pilot program. And so you 20 people, you core members that will start this thing and jump in to become Podmasters um, at thepodmastery.com, of course, are going to be our, you're going to be the, 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 the directors. You're going to be the ones that are the, 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 massive, massive fans because we're going to way over deliver what we're trying to do for you guys. Um, do you have anything to add to that, John? And and I guess we're done now unless there's a, a one more thing. Yeah, I do have something to add and there is one more thing also. Now, <laughs> this one day intensive is going to be phenomenal. Michael O'Neill and I are excited to to see the quality of people that show up to this type of event where they're willing to invest the time, the money in themselves to become pod masters. And we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that your podcast just absolutely gets taken to the next level in this day. There's also some things, and you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, this, this is not a hundred percent yet, but we are talking with some pretty awesome distributors of audio equipment and there is a possibility, we'll keep you updated, and the show notes page will be fully updated, but there's a very high chance, a good possibility, that when you do come to Pod Mastery, you're going to be getting decked out with some pretty fancy pants equipment, because we're in some pretty much the final negotiations with some awesome audio equipment manufacturers, and you might be getting your ticket's worth in audio equipment handed to you the day that you walk in. Again, there's zero promises. Go to the actual podmastery.com for full updates because we're still in final negotiations, but you're going to be walking away with some pretty awesome stuff if things work out the way we think they're going to. We're talking (laughs) Primo gear, my friends. Primo gear for free, by the way, because they're going to sponsor this actual day. Now, the last thing I do want to talk about, Michael, and you can add anything about the gear that you want afterwards as well, but I want to talk about the VIP day because that is something that we're also doing as well. And it's going to be the day before, September 5th. Two people, two people are going to join myself and Michael O'Neill. So four of us total. You're going to come to my home here in San Diego. We're going to spend the majority of the day on my balcony overlooking Sail Bay. We're going to watch the sailboats go by, the paddle boarders. You know, we're going to see joggers. You know, we're going to make fun of some people on tricycles because there's a lot of them here (laughs) on the bay. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have a full day. We're going to do lunch. We are going to have an awesome time. And you are going to have time with just Michael and I for that full day. It's a VIP experience. You can find more information about this VIP day at podmastery.com. You know, we have both the ticket information for Podmastery, the full day with 20 people, and for the two available for the VIP. We'd love to see uh, two people step up and take this because we know that us having two people under our wings for that one day is going to be pretty special. Well, I need to clarify something about the VIP day. This isn't just you hanging out with us. This right. is us three working and building your podcast, your platform, your delivery mechanism, your funnels. Like we are going to be doing it right alongside with you so that by the time you get back on that plane or you attend, you know, the next day, you're ready to rock. Like you app you have a podcast plan that is absolutely geared towards success fully customized to who you are. And so, yes, we'll get some, some balcony time. Maybe there's, you know, uh, a, a good bourbon or something that'll be poured. But ultimately, your goal is 
you want this thing. You're going to walk in maybe with nothing, or maybe you're going to walk in with a podcast that needs some help. You're going to walk out with an absolute battle plan for turning this thing into a real six-figure podcasting business. And that is our ultimate goal for every single person that shows up for this thing. Podmastery.com. Love to have your feedback. Love to have you check it out. And Michael, this is the Solarpreneur Hour, episode 300. So brother, I'm going to let you take it home. As always, Mr. John, it, uh, it is a pleasure. It's a little slice of heaven talking <laughs> to you. Um, as always, show notes, solohour.com slash 300 for this particular episode. I want you guys to take not only what we just talked about, because if you're not a podcaster, I, I can understand where you're like, wow, man, what, uh, why, what's the value here? Take a step back from what we just did and what we just said and what we're trying to do and think about how that applies to your own solopreneur business. How could you take the knowledge that you have and scale it in a way that you can help the audience you're trying to help and still not you know, be spending one-on-one time with everybody, because that's ultimately, that time is the most precious commodity you have. So think about how you can take what we just did, learn how to scale up for your business, and that is hopefully the benefit of episode 300 if you're not a podcaster. If you are a podcaster, I would suggest quickly that you go to podmastery.com, understand the podcast movement is this weekend. John is going to be talking about this at Podcast Movement. Our thought is that it's going to sell out quickly. So if you want to be one of the 20 or one of the two uh, VIPs, then step on out podmastery.com. It's where you can grab the stuff. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks so much, John. Solo Nation, Fire Nation, peace out. Fire Nation, Thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444 and get inside my head weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.